Christianized Karma by Catherine Britton, read by Kelly Givens. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. 1 Peter 3, 15 Christians give really good hugs during trials and tragedy. As my own family has experienced recently, the body of Christ has long arms to embrace those in need, easing the burdens of bad times. The church at work offers silent and strong evidence of grace when we pick each other up off the ground. Now imagine for a moment that your community didn't provide any support during a trial. Imagine that instead of offering encouraging words or providing meals or other support after a tragedy, the whole community pulled away. Imagine if they acted like you were a disease they didn't want to catch when you shouldered the burden alone. And not only that, they believed that your problems were your own fault, pure and simple. That's karma at work, and it's a lonely road. A missionary couple recently visited our church before heading to London, where they plan to settle in an immigrant community that's mostly Hindu. The wife expressed her desire to see people set free from the bonds of karma. That caught my interest. I'd slipped into viewing karma through an Americanized lens, as a pseudo-Christian philosophy of reaping what you sow. Faithfulness and selfishness often have their rewards in this life, after all, and good deeds are often repaid with a smile and expression of gratitude, if nothing else. Karma may not be the full picture, but it seemed like an innocuous truism to me. The missionary went on to describe the ugly side of karma, in which the community pulls away from its members who are suffering. Lose a job? It's a karmic effect. You must have cheated your employer, or at least talked badly about him. Did you, heaven forbid, lose a child? Somehow that's your fault too, as the universe balances out some evil you've done. If such horrible things are somehow your fault, it would also make sense for people to pull away. That's the bond of karma. Christians rely on the promise of Romans 8.28 that all things work for the good of those who love God. We fight to believe that, while no discipline seems pleasant at the time, later on it produces a harvest of righteousness. Like Job, we may never know the reason for our earthly suffering, but we know that, because of grace, suffering is not a quid pro quo retaliation for our sins. Even our suffering has been redeemed by God's grace through Christ's supreme act of love. Intersecting Faith and Life Unlike the Hindu system of karma and its effects, we know even our pain is used by a loving God. Because of that, we have real hope for tomorrow because our future doesn't depend on us. No matter what trials we experience, we can rest in the knowledge that even when we are not good, God is. That's mercy, and that gives hope. Are you ready to give an answer for that hope? Hey listeners, thanks for joining us for the Crosswalk.com devotional podcast. To get all of our episodes straight to your phone during the week, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find more devotional content like this, head over to crosswalk.com. 
Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.